welcome to the Tips for Your 20s podcast. My name's Becca and I'm really, really excited to be coming on a podcast journey with you, whoever is listening. Um, And to kick off today's podcast, we are talking about everything to do with relationships. Now, I was really excited to have this as my first podcast episode, as one of the things that you go through in your 20s are people coming and going out of your life, whether that's from high school friends to romantic relationships. It's a really hard time with heartbreak and understanding who you want to have in your life and surround yourself with. So I am welcoming the wonderful Charlene, who is an early years marriage coach. So she knows a lot about sorting relationships that are already struggling, getting into relationships, and just what we can do to ensure that our relationships can succeed. So in this episode today, we're gonna be talking about all of those things, along with some ideas on date night, what a toxic relationship really is and then also talking a bit about heartbreak too so if you enjoy today's episode please tune in for next week Um, you can subscribe visit on instagram but for now enjoy and welcome charlene Hello and welcome, Charlene. Thank you so much for having me. You're very welcome. (laughs) Thank you for being part of the Tips for Your 20s podcast. So let's get cracking straight away. We are going to be talking today about relationships. I'm excited. I love talking about relationships. Good. (laughs) Well, tell us what you do, who you are, and yeah, give us a bit of a background as to how you got into your current career route in relationships. So I'm Charlene and I'm an early years marriage coach and I decided to go into marriage coaching um, out of my own personal needs. My husband and I were going through some things in the early years of marriage and I thought to myself, there isn't a service out there that is suitable for us. I just wanted somebody who would be able to hear us, to be able to guide us and just not be someone who was older than us or our family members, just someone who was very indifferent but willing to make us work. And I thought, you know what, this is what I want to do because I saw so much transformation in ourselves, in the way that we thought, in the way that we handled like arguments about money about sex and all these different things Mm. and I just thought this is what I want to be because it made me so happy to see the transformation I wanted it for everyone and you specialize in early years marriage so Mm -hmm. people who have just got married and they might then be having issues in their relationship afterwards yeah And I think like within the early years, there's a lot of change that happens. So people either get new jobs or they buy a house or they start having a family and all these life transition Mm -hmm. need managing well because it is a shock to the system. Like understanding that the idea of children and actually having children is very, very different. Or the idea of um, now living with somebody 24-7 because some people weren't even living together prior to getting married. Absolutely, yeah. And then just managing, like, how do we live together? How do we manage our own different quirks and schedules and timetables? And that can take a lot of, like, getting used to as well. Definitely. I thought that this would be a great conversation to have as I know that anybody in their 20s, that might be a time where you start looking at getting married. 
and generally just about relationships because so many things that happen after you get married can also be applicable at any time throughout your relationship mm -hmm. some people don't want to get married at all but the same issues still might come oh, up yeah, um, so I thought it'd be a really great conversation to have so yeah again thank you so much for being here I'm glad um, to be here <laughs> fantastic so I thought we'd start in a bit of a chronological order of a relationship mm -hmm. so we're going to talk about starting a relationship first and the thing I wanted to talk about first was the pressures of finding somebody in your 20s that mm -hmm. you can connect with, that you can grow with, that you might want to settle down with, that shares the same interests with you. What pressures do you think there are on people trying to find a relationship, whether that's when you've just started in your 20s, maybe coming out of university, or that you've had a relationship end and then you're looking to find somebody again maybe late 20s yeah I think there is like a lot of pressure especially in your 20s and I genuinely believe that your 20s is a time to really find yourself because mm. for so long like up until if you go to university you normally leave about 21 22 you have been kind of like following a system and at that point that's the only time where you're kind of like I'm out of the system there's no like education next step and and that's pressure in itself and on top of the pressure of like finding a job and trying to do everything you're like oh I need to find the perfect person to be able to help me build everything and I think that is a massive pressure for someone who's only just truly started experiencing freedom yeah because you don't really have too much freedom prior to that you're kind of still going along with the institution that you're in and then people are like, oh, when are you going to find somebody? And it's not just anybody, it's somebody. And it's that whole idea that it's the one. Yeah. And I don't believe in the idea of the one. I think you can genuinely make it work with anybody if you set your mind to it. There's certain people who you will um, gel with more naturally. But I think with work, with anybody, you're able to make it work. So the idea is that for me, let's say, for instance, I was born in Zimbabwe. My husband was born in Zimbabwe and then we both migrated here. How would I know that my husband wasn't going to migrate to Australia if it's just the one? Absolutely. Like they could be on the other side of the world. How would I ever get to meet them? So you don't think that you can walk into a room and you're just going to meet eye contact, love at first sight with one person. That's the one person that you're with. No. No, I think um, you can make it work. With you can anybody. make it work with anybody I like based that. on the have similar values and wanting the same things. But I think you can make it work with anyone. I like that. I think that's really nice to know. And I think that comes towards the end of the podcast. We start talking about um, how you can make it work during a relationship. And actually, you probably take some skills at the beginning of a relationship that you need to then use during mm -hmm. of trying to make it work. And that thinking, oh, this person's not right for me. There's someone better out there for me. We'll have a go at sorting out the relationship that you're in at the moment. And yeah. trying to make things a little bit better might help. But no, that's interesting to know. <laughs> and how long have you been with your partner for? Um, so we've been together. I'm going to get this wrong, aren't I? <laughs> Let's hope we've he's not listening. <laughs> we've been together for 16 years. Wow. And we've been married for eight and a half. And have years. you seen a change in your relationship from when you were first together to how you are now? Oh, absolutely. I think the person that I started um, going out with, started dating, is no longer the same person that I have now. And we have evolved 
both of us through that time, the things that we were interested in back then, even our love languages have evolved over that time as well. And just like understanding that you're not going to have like a static relationship. Things are going to change. Circumstances are going to force you into being different people mm. and life changes. Um, so it's really important that you are prepared to say that, okay, I'm continually going to invest in my relationship, I'm continually going to learn about this person because the person that I met 16 years ago can't be the same person that I have today. Absolutely. I just picked up on something you said there, which I think will help some people to understand mm -hmm. who they are a little bit more, and that's love language. Tell me, what is love language? So love languages, uh, there's five of them according to Gary Chapman. And um, it's the idea of the way that we love people and the way that we receive love is different. So what could work for yourself, for instance, might be different for, for me. So for me, I think my love language is acts of service. Okay. Um, and with acts of service, you like people doing things for you. So when someone like does something nice for you, it feels great and you, you, you just feel completely loved. Um, and the other ones are physical touch, Words of affirmation, gift giving. Which one haven't I said? Did I say five? <laughs> Not 100% sure on that one. Yeah. I think, I think, because I've been doing a little bit of research into this, I think I, I come into a couple of those, but mm -hmm. I'm definitely a words of affirmation girl. I love sort of like the words that, as that sort of love language. Yeah. And I, I, I think I'm just so chatty that you can talk to me for ages and that means that yeah. um, I, that's how I communicate with uh -huh. people. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's interesting to see. And I think people can really learn a lot about themselves by looking into their love yeah. language too, to see how they can be responding to their partner and how their partner wants them to respond to them mm -hmm. and what they can be doing. So we, we've touched on the sort of pressures of finding somebody new, but also when you start a relationship once you're over that sort of feeling of, okay, I, I want to find somebody, how can I find them? How, how in this day and age can people find somebody? I feel like our parents made it sound easy. Yeah, they literally just walked into the pub and then saw someone. Exactly. Or they were, and I think, especially like during the pandemic, I can only imagine how difficult it was because people weren't going around. So there had to be a lot of reliance on, on online stuff. But now it's just so many different ways in which you can find somebody, either online, meeting people in different places, pubs, clubs, um, recommendations from other people, yeah. um, which of which sometimes I'm always like, oh, why, why would you put us together? Like, what's your reasoning? But it's always like that whole idea of putting yourself out there and being in as many different places as you possibly can be. Absolutely. I think there's a lot of stigmas around online dating. Mm -hmm. When I was in university and I was single for a period of time, everybody was on Tinder. And I went on Tinder too and you'd have your profile and it actually turned into a little bit of a joke mm -hmm. and that nobody even took it seriously. No one thought you could actually find somebody on yeah. Tinder. What do you think to that? Do you think you should feel ashamed for being on Tinder or if you're on any of those dating websites too? Should you feel a sort of embarrassed by being online? I don't think you should at all because the world is evolving. And um, like I said, your soulmate or the person that you click with could be on the other side of the world or on the other side of the country. You wouldn't naturally just bump into them. So just putting yourself out there in, is a great way to meet new people. And it's the way that the world is now. Mm. The technology has moved on. It's crazy. Um, people don't 
talk to strangers as much as they used to before because most of the time when we're out we're probably on our phone and doing other things so you don't get that moment where you're locking eyes with a stranger and all this stuff it's that was, like in a movie <laughs> yes yeah. so, you know just look up and lock eyes um so that's the way that the world is now um so it's a great way to meet people and then obviously once you've met online then you can physically meet and then progress your relationship because there's obviously that whole thing that catfish there's a whole program mm. about people being catfished where they're on like in relationships with people for like or five six tinder years. swindler oh, did you yes. see that <laughs> that was something honestly i was like oh my goodness i didn't even realize no. things like this could happen but when you're watching it from the outside you're thinking how could you be so silly absolutely but when you're in it you don't see the things no. that other people will be able to see absolutely and i think going back as well onto that point of sort of thinking you're going to walk into a room and lock eyes with someone. One of the reasons I think as to why people don't find the person that they want is because they've set such high expectations thinking that it's going to be like in a movie that they've seen or they're going to expect so much out of this one person so then they don't find somebody mm-hmm. because they've gone no that one thing has really put me off on yeah. tinder they wrote down one word which I didn't like so then <laughs> no that's it I'm I'm ending and And we can sometimes, because of social media, I feel like the big issue here is think that relationships are all the same and they're all one way, that we don't even give them a chance before, you know, they even start. Yeah. What can we do to sort of set our expectations so that people can find relationships? I think one thing that we always do or find, I find from the people that I talk to, they talk about having a list, like what the, what's the list of things that you want in a man or you want in a woman? I don't think Love Island helps on that <laughs> one, does it? You know, they walk into the villa and it's like, what's your type? Yeah. That doesn't necessarily mean the person that then comes in is going to walk in and be that type, is it? Yeah. And it's just like that instant thing that you want everything all at once. We want instant gratification. We want the perfect package walking in. But chances are even the one is going to have something missing or something that they need to work on. I think a, a more realistic thing to work on is what kind of person do I want to be for my future yeah. person? Absolutely. And you're more in control of that. And then if you're working on that, you'll find yourself in places where people like you hang out. Uh, so if you're like yourself, like a runner, you probably want somebody who's active and stuff. And you go out to those kinds of places Absolutely. and you're more like to find people who are thinking the same things or wanting the same life goals with you so rather than you creating this whole idea of the perfect person you become the kind of person like okay what am I going to take to the table like what am I going to provide in that relationship and I think that's a a more easier way to look for love yeah um, because you are in control of that rather than leaving the power and the control to the other person. You see it on, I've seen it on programs like first dates mm-hmm. where someone will be like, what are your hobbies? And they'll be like, uh, uh, I'm not sure. And you sort of think, well, you haven't worked on yourself. Mm-hmm. You don't know what you like, what you dislike. So how are you expecting to match with somebody else if you can't sort of find yourself first and yeah. what you want out of a partner? I think it's really interesting. And I also think that we get, and I, I'm guilty of this, <laughs> but I throw around the word ick 
so yeah. much. I'm oh, like, that gives me God. the ick. <laughs> oh, we were talking about this and my sisters were like, oh, you know what? Someone dancing on TikTok gives me the ick. Literally. I'm like, but you haven't even given them a chance. You don't know 100%. who they are. And I, that's <laughs> such an issue, isn't it? Because I, I, I mean, I, everything gives me the ick at the moment. Mm-hmm. And it's such a trend. I'm going to say trend. Um, <laughs> that everything gives you the ick. That we're so easily like no that's not for me yeah without giving something the chance and it's not really fair is it we're not doing ourselves justice and then how are you meant to find a person that you want to be with in a relationship if we're going no they've given me the ick yeah we write things off really quickly and we just want everything so so perfectly packaged and in our and I sometimes I think like in our heads we think we know what we want yeah but in reality it's probably not what we need no and you end up with something that you want and then you're like oh actually it's not even that great after all it seemed good on paper like sometimes having like a super good looking person or someone who's like a gym rat or whatever sounds appealing but then waking up at silly o'clock in the morning to go to the gym and eating like really strict diet is like okay maybe that might not not appeal to you yeah Yeah, you have to know what you're getting yourself into Mm -hmm. absolutely that actually brings me on to my next question which is all about red flags Mm -hmm. and what should we be looking out for as a red flag before getting into a relationship with someone that's a really good question and with red flags I feel like sometimes there's obvious ones like really screaming red flags and we sometimes bypass them because something else about them is really good yeah um but some major red flags is the way that you communicate like how do you handle it when you're disagreeing with each other are you gonna talk to each other respectfully still are you actually still gonna listen to the other person or you're gonna shut them down I think that's a great indicator of how things will be later on in the relationship as well because people don't tend to veer off too much from who they truly are should we be having arguments before we've even got into a relationship do you think that's healthy do you think people should be having disagreements i think disagreements are not a bad thing at all i think it's an opportunity for growth it just shows that you see the world differently and that's not necessarily a bad thing um it can actually be a way to to grow and work on yourself because it might be a a viewpoint that you never thought about before definitely yeah and so it's just understanding that okay we're different but how we're going to manage the differences so I think arguments not bad how you manage them is the bad thing if you don't manage them well red flags for me I definitely think that sort of controlling behavior like you know you might dress up to go on a night out and send them a photo of what you're wearing and then then be like are you wearing that or saying, oh, have you, have you done your makeup today? Have you done your hair today? Have you, mm-hmm. and, and constantly scrutinising how you look and who you are as a person. That would be a big red flag for me. What do you think? Oh, yeah. Because that just shows you that they have got an idea of who you should be. Yeah. Um, and they're trying to, to like change you and mould you. You shouldn't be in a relationship to try and change the person to suit what you like. Um, you should be happy with who they are. Yeah. And if there's anything that, I'm not saying that you shouldn't change in a relationship. If there's anything that needs like work on, that's absolutely fine. But if you're happy within yourself, I don't think you should be giving someone else the power to be able to change who you are. Absolutely. I think it can also be quite reflective on the person and their own insecurities. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If someone's not secure in themselves and if 
you're seeing somebody and they're not fully sure of themselves they can sometimes sort of project that onto you Mm -hmm. and to be like i don't feel happy that maybe you're not you're not going to go out and find somebody new so i'm going to stop you from going out and doing that thing i think it can definitely be that sort of insecurity let's talk about toxic behavior and i think that leads on with that sort of red flag communication the word toxic what do we think to that (sighs) the word toxic (laughs) i feel like the word toxic itself is kind of like used a lot even when something isn't toxic yeah um and i feel like with toxic it's about something that's um like in the general definition of the word something that's hazardous yeah something that's not good for you um so i think with toxic behavior it's things like we were speaking about like how you communicate with the person the respect the controlling things those are toxic traits and i think that within certain people you're going to find traits that you don't like but they're not necessarily toxic and um they're just things that might not align with your values and the way that you do things Mm. but sometimes you kind of feel like okay we just we just like using the word and it's just used overused overused by so many different people to the extent that when you are in a toxic relationship you are seeing it as something that's okay because your friend uses toxic for something very trivial as well absolutely and yeah just to emphasize that if somebody is then in a really negative relationship that may be affecting their mental health Mm -hmm. or they might be in an awful situation, they might feel like they can, or they might feel less likely to reach out for help because the word toxic's been overused and they don't know what is toxic and what is negative Mm -hmm. and what what is um, a relationship that they need to get out of. Um, And it might put them at a point where they feel like they can't reach out for help. Again, I think it comes down to social media overusing the word and people not really understanding what a toxic relationship is. And maybe we need to be a bit more specific of the behaviours that are being shown. Uh, Rather than just calling it toxic, we maybe say, well, their communication is really poor or they they aren't doing something that I like them doing and Mm -hmm. being a little bit more specific. But definitely think the word toxic is is overused quite a bit right we're in our, we're in our relationship and we've just started we've been going out for a few months mm-hmm. and everything's hunky-dory as and it always is yeah <laughs> <laughs> and we feel like we've hit that point where we're past the honeymoon period mm-hmm. and this is this is also the same i think for a marriage yeah when you've got married, you've been in that bubble, you've had the wedding, you've had the amazing trip to the Maldives. (laughs) And you are settling down after coming back and the honeymoon period is over. What can you do to keep the spark alive? I think it's really important to always have new experiences in a relationship because at the beginning that's what we do we go out and have like lots of new experiences we go cinema we do ice skating we do all sorts of different things and then we get to a point where it's it's comfortable Mm. we just want to come home and be in our pajamas and there's nothing wrong with comfort yeah but if you get too comfortable then you've got none of that 
new stuff to look forward to and with each new experience gives you a new talking point it makes you see the person in a different light and and it helps you keep that spark alive so just going out of your comfort zone and just try new things always and it doesn't even have to be like super expensive things because I get this all the time people are like well we don't have money for dates because you're in your 20s after all you probably just started a job and even after a wedding a huge investment you probably don't have a lot of money It doesn't have to be things that you have to pay for. There's so many free activities that you can be a part of, but just making sure that you are still doing stuff together and also still doing things on your own. Because sometimes we get so caught up in us being a couple and being that we're too much in each other's space. You get too much of somebody. Absolutely. So go off and do all the things that make you happy, that replenish yourself. For me, I enjoy like a good read like every time I'm like you know what just leave me alone with a good book and I'm happy to do that and I've recently started enjoying going to the gym as well it's my me time when I come back from the gym I'm a new person refreshed and I've got like new things to talk about um, that I wouldn't have normally the things that I managed to achieve in the gym the things that I saw and it's just a new talking point and it's not the same oh how you doing how's your day kind of conversation because especially now with a lot of people working from home I work from home Mm. I don't get to interact with too many people throughout the course of the day so these new little things that I get myself into help me bring new experiences into the relationship as well it is time isn't it Mm -hmm. everybody says they're busy everybody is like no I can't do it because I haven't got the time we need to start making time for each other and something that I've done with my partner we've been together for five years and we definitely went through a stage of it getting a bit sort of repetitive same Mm -hmm. old routine that we were like, right, date night on a Thursday. We haven't kept it up. <laughs> <laughs> the idea, see, consistency is better. Like, attempting yeah. to do it. We try. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was the thing of, I thought, oh, you know what, what do we do this week? And it was like the idea. But like you said, it doesn't have to be something that you spend money on. You don't have to go to the cinema. You don't have to go out for a meal. It could be cooking a different meal than you yeah. used to. Or it could be just sitting down and watching TV together or turning all electronics off which is something I like to do because I spend a lot of time on my phone and electronics during the day is turn everything off and play a game of cards or yeah. I sound like really awkward <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes we're so playing games of cards and drink a cup of tea look Monopoly <laughs> deal is a game changer honestly I, I'm a old lady at heart but really doing doing something different mm-hmm. is quite nice And at the weekends, I've had a few really, really busy weekends Mm -hmm. recently. So I'm really looking forward to this weekend and being able to sit and do nothing, really. And be together and just chill out. And I think you have to value that time Mm -hmm. that you have together when during the week you might have such busy schedules when... One of you might work nine to five and the other one might do night shifts. What time do you have together? And then making the most of that so that you feel not pressured, but so that you do things that you enjoy because you don't want to put so much pressure on to that Saturday yes. that you're going to spend that time together and then you sit there and you both look at each other like, what do we talk about? What, yeah, who is this person? <laughs> I have been in that situation where you've, you've spent too much time together. You might just be on holiday and you'd both stare at each other like, what's next to I've had too right. much of you now. That is where Monopoly Deal comes out. <laughs> 
telling you now. That's a great way to kind of break that. Like, okay, I d- what do we have to talk about? Because sometimes just sitting in, in each other's presence is enough. Yeah. And what you said, like about the whole dates, like, oh, what do we do this time? We've done dinner. We've done movies. Um, one idea that we started implementing. We're we're not great at this, by the way. We've just started doing You're it. You're working. <laughs> we're working on it. We're working progress. Is um doing like a date jar. And in that date jar, you put like all the different date ideas you'd want to do. And they're color coded, like cheap dates or free dates or more extravagant dates. I like that. And depending on your budget that week or that fortnight or however often you date, you pick out and you don't, it saves you having to think of something to do every Absolutely. week. And it gives you that whole sense of, oh, it's something exciting, something new, isn't it? And think outside the box. Think of things you'd never do. The, the internet is a great Out place to get, uh, yeah, yeah. to get ideas. If stuff. there was one date you were to put in right now into your date jar, what would it be? Something that you really would think, yeah, I want to do that. See, I've recently just seen um, there was um, an idea of having a picnic in an, on an alpaca, uh, alpaca farm. And you're literally like sitting there and you get your Prosecco and afternoon tea. And I think that is awesome like something so different something that I wouldn't ever think of doing um so um I was looking at it they only do like summer dates for obvious reasons because you're outside so I'm like oh should we try this that would be so nice though I've I've actually seen a lot of people with alpacas yeah on my on my socials and I'm like "Mm, not sure they do look quite cute and fluffy but See, I'm not an animal person at all. Like, I literally cannot mm. be around animals. They they terrify me. I've never had a pair. And so this is me literally pushing myself out of my comfort zone. I like, um, to go for your own Yes. <laughs> I like Prosecco. So at least, if anything, I'll drink all the Prosecco and forget that they're in forget there. That I love that. I think um, I like the idea of going on a hot air balloon ride. Oh, yeah. My partner doesn't like heights. But I feel like I could probably convince him to go on it. I just think, you know, sun coming up or sun setting, I don't know which one I prefer, in a hot air balloon, just being at peace. And like I said, no electronics and just being able to see everything. Although I have heard horror stories. (laughs) (laughs) No, this one would be a great one. That does sound really good. Yeah. Especially if you're overlooking somewhere really nice. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that would be my date idea. Okay, so we're in a relationship. We've done our honeymoon period. How can we stop comparing our relationship to somebody else's? You know, someone else is getting (laughs) married and then you suddenly feel the urge to get married. Or somebody else is having a baby and you're like, oh my gosh, should I be having a baby? Mm -hmm. I'm maybe like a couple of years older than them. Like, what is happening when we're comparing ourselves to other people? I think social media has made it very easy to compare yourself to other people. But like you said, what is happening when we're comparing ourselves to other people is we are no longer looking at what we have. We're looking for what we don't have. Yeah. So when you're comparing, like, oh, I wish I had that, you forget about all the good things that are happening in your own relationship. And you start focusing on the things that you don't have. Mm. And then that can put you in quite a negative space. A way to overcome that is literally at the beginning of the year or the beginning of the quarter, however often you do it, is sit down and create the goals for your relationship. So mm. what is it that we want to achieve? What is it that makes us happy? Where are we trying to go? Yeah. And if you know where you're trying to go and what you're trying to achieve, 
then you're not too like straying away and looking at all because everyone else is always having a good time yeah. let me tell you this no one puts their bad times on social media they don't, no. everyone's putting their best foot forward the yeah. bits that and it literally could be just like a a 10 minute thing yeah. that they did and the rest of the day was miserable you don't know the context of what was going on on that particular day or what was like sometimes I'll, I'll say this openly I will take a picture in my bedroom and I'll choose the corner that looks amazing <laughs> you cannot see the disaster that is going on <laughs> on the other side of it and that is literally what is happening and we are finding ourselves like li- comparing ourselves to someone's highlight reel <laughs> let Let's go on to ending a relationship. Let's have a chat about it. Heartbreak. What is heartbreak? I think heartbreak is just at the at the end of something. You feel like you had a good thing going and you didn't want it to end and it has to end for whatever reason. And that is something that takes a lot and it requires you to be able to be like strong enough to get through it. I I wouldn't say personally I've experienced heartbreak um, in the sense of the ending of a relationship in that sense like a romantic relationship but I've had like friendships end and that was quite heartbreaking. Do you think because I've heard it multiple times when somebody says oh well I didn't see it coming they didn't send any signs do you think that's true do you think that people are just sort of blind to some of the things or do you think that somebody could just turn around one day and be like no I'm over I think both are very possible you probably didn't see the signs sometimes you know sometimes when you can see things but don't want to believe them yeah uh, when something is happening you're like oh no it's not quite it's not quite keep as bad. brushing it off yeah, like, keep, yeah, yeah, fine, yeah putting things under the carpet but sometimes it can really just hit you from nowhere you weren't expecting anything things were going good as far as you're concerned mm. but the other person probably just wants something really different to what they're having now yeah and they have made the decision that, you know what, I'm not going to drag this any longer than it has to go on for. So I'm just going to call it quits. I wouldn't suggest that kind of way. Yeah. At least give the other person like an opportunity to explain themselves or work on themselves or an opportunity for you to make the relationship mm. work. Just making that decision on your own when you were in a partnership doesn't seem right no no I agree I think it can be so difficult and I've seen so many people go through heartbreak struggle so so badly mm-hmm. what can you do to make it easier for yourself what can you do to get yourself back up and run into your normal because it can knock you massively yeah it can knock you massively and I think the best thing is for you to be able to just be like this was a chapter in my life and some things must come to an end and mm. some things do carry on but mostly just working on on yourself and not really thinking too much especially if you're the person who's been broken up with don't be like oh what's wrong with me or what's missing in me if you kind of go down that path I think it will take you longer because yeah. you try and like make sense of it all and sometimes it doesn't make sense like no. it literally makes zero sense to you just understanding that this this is done but I'm going to take small steps every day. It doesn't have to be like one massive thing where I wake up tomorrow and I'm great. Yeah. Um, just one little step every day. If it's just like today I'm putting on my makeup yeah. or today I'm going out with friends or whatever, just small little steps and you'll get to be yourself again. And don't be too harsh on yourself. I think sometimes you always want it to happen instantly because heartbreak is a little bit like going through grief, isn't it? Because mm. you're like 
the grief of your relationship yeah. and with grief you give yourself time you give yourself time to heal and you allow yourself to to feel the pain because sometimes yeah. you just want to be like i want to be just done with it but feel the pain it's especially okay. when that person has gone from being in your life 24 7 you yeah. spent every moment with them to suddenly they're somewhere completely different you don't know what they're doing mm -hmm. you might still have feelings for them and be concerned for them and their their sort of health their safety and it can be hard to let go of that yeah um, but like you say i really like that working on your yourself first and, and taking little step forwards do you think it can also be hard on the person who might be breaking up with someone i feel i feel like that can be quite like a touchy subject sometimes yeah when people are like <laughs> no they've made the decision yeah. they've eating their cake you know that sort of thing mm -hmm. do you think it can be hard on somebody if you've been the one to break up with the other yeah. person i think it can be really hard on them too because i think with a lot of like especially that it's a life-changing decision isn't it mm. with life-changing decisions we don't take make them lightly well not most of the time anyway but no. you don't you would have kind of gone through the process like okay I'm no longer seeing the vision, the same person as this person. Mm. Um, I don't see this relationship working. Yeah. I don't see us getting to where I want to get to. So for the time that they were in my life, it was good. Yeah. But I'm going to have to just put an end to this because I don't want to either do something that's going to hurt them or if somebody's moving on, I don't want to start a new relationship while I'm with this person as well because I found something better um, that I would think is more what I want. Yeah. Um, so there's that whole thing like, okay, I am doing this as wrong as it is, I'm doing it for both of us. I don't want to be in a situation where I'm dragging out something that hasn't got life in it. Absolutely. I've seen so many times as well, as a friend, seeing somebody go back to a partner, you know, they've, they've split up with them and you've all gone, yeah, girl, you, <laughs> you got this. You've done it. <laughs> you've done it, like, yes, good for you. And then within a day, they're back with them and then they're broken up again and then they're back with them. You know, what, what point, like, how do you be a supportive friend? How do you support somebody who you're going like, come on, like, what are you doing? And I think when you're in it, when you're in the relationship sometimes, it's really hard to see what everyone else is seeing because yeah. they're from the outside looking in. While you're in it, there's so many things around you that you cannot see. So I think the best way to deal with that is just be a support for them mm. and listen to what it is that they want. Because a lot of the times we want to impose the way that we see the world or the way things that should yeah. work. So if you break up with someone, don't get back with them. Yeah. If, you, if it's not working now and things haven't changed. And some people need to experience it themselves to be able to, to learn from it. Absolutely. Me telling you something is not going to be as powerful as you going through it and being like, you know what? I can see what you meant. Yeah. So sometimes you can just like love them from a distance and support them from a distance. You don't have to be too involved in their relationship. Just support your friend as just a friend and nothing else. Absolutely. I think for me personally, I always see it like from my perspective of there's so many people so quick to throw in the towel mm. and to be like, right, that's my relationship done. You know, they've they've given me the ick. <laughs> we're, going, we're going full circle here. Um, and then like you see them going back together and yeah. then they're like, no, I'm done. Like at what point do you actually throw in the towel? Like, are we working at it or are we not? I think if you decide, you know what, we're going to give this another go, 
it has to be on different terms. Because mm. if you're giving it another go and nothing has changed, then you're literally going to be back to where Square you were one. in the beginning. So if you are going to genuinely be like, okay, you know what, I'm giving this a proper go, then be willing to make some changes. And if you're in that situation where you're the one saying, right, I'm ready to give this a go, should you care what other people think? Like, because I can imagine it could be quite embarrassing. Like, you've, you've yeah. posted on Facebook, single. <laughs> <laughs> or you've deleted your whole Instagram yes. with them on. And then suddenly people are seeing that you're back together again. Like, should you feel embarrassed? You shouldn't feel embarrassed. But chances are you're probably thinking, oh, what are they going to say? I always say, like, when something like that happens, when you've, like, broken up with somebody, give yourself a couple of days or something to just really process and make sure that's what before saying to the whole world like men are trash (laughs) (laughs) and all this stuff because sometimes we do act out of high emotion yeah we're really hurt and we haven't like really thought it through and then when you sit down you're like actually i really still want to be with that person absolutely but you've already told the whole world that they're trash and you've deleted all your photos and then you feel like you have to explain yourself but with a lot of things like you don't have to explain yourself it's just this idea that it's like when I'm like oh I can't make it out because you don't have to give a reason like you literally don't have to explain yourself to anybody and I think that idea of what will other people think either keeps us in a relationship that we don't want to be in or it stops us from going back to something that we genuinely think oh you know what I made a mistake because you're too worried about everyone else and their thoughts and most times it'd probably be like one or two people who will say something yeah and within like a couple of months it's all forgotten anyway people are more focused on their own lives than they are yours you know they might they might make a flippant comment Mm -hmm. but then you're you're gone they're on to the next person they're on to worrying about themselves you you don't need to worry about other people worrying about you you focus more attention on Mm -hmm. yourself and and doing what you want to do and if you find yourself surrounded by people who are always talking about other people then you're probably in the wrong circle of it's friends. It's boring, yeah. isn't it? It's so boring. <laughs> right, I think that leads me to my last question for you. Oh and my gosh, it's coming to I an know, end. I know, I know. We've been on a whirlwind of relationships. I feel like for anybody listening, a bit of tangible advice that they can take away with them. Mm-hmm. So my question for you is, what one piece of advice would you give to somebody in their 20s who is feeling the pressures of getting into a relationship? Oh, that's a really good question. One piece of advice, work on yourself. I think that is the most important thing that you could ever do. Work on yourself, your happiness, the things that fill you up, So you bring a whole person to the relationship. A lot of the times people kind of go in like an empty cup into a relationship and hoping to be filled by the other person. So they make me happy and they do this for me and all this and they're seeking validation from the other person. But if you go in confident about who you are, where you want to go, you won't require so much from your spouse. So two healthy individuals in a relationship makes a healthy relationship. So if you're working on yourself and doing all the things that make you fulfilled, I think that's the best thing that you could do. And I understand this social pressure. And don't get me wrong, like, I could tell you just don't even listen to it and it will just work out fine. Yes, you are going to succumb to it at some point. Yeah. But don't let it define you. Feel what you got to feel and then keep it moving because you know what it is that you want. Absolutely. Uh, there's pressures for 
at every single stage of life, uh, whether you've just kind of started a new job or gotten married, because as soon as people get married, they're like, oh, when are the baby's coming? I know. Oh, and all this Everyone's stuff. Everyone's Yeah, there's always, people always want to know the next step. But you take things at your own pace mm. and be defining your own path because not everyone follows the same path no. you might find your happily ever after or your person at 35 you might not even be in your 20s yeah. and that's okay too it's just that you're on a different path and you're figuring yourself you're out. figuring yourself I, out. I love that message to end on everybody being in their on their own path and don't feel the pressure that you need to get married. Don't feel the pressure that you have to have children. Mm -hmm. If you don't want to do those things, that's yeah. also really, really fine. And having people around you that respect that is also really important yeah. too. You, you choose your circle, you choose who you follow, you choose your community that you're in. And if people aren't happy with the fact that you're doing things at your own pace, then you probably need to have a look at who you've got in your bubble, in your circle. Yeah. Because everybody's everybody's on a different road. And put, setting these expectations that you have to do things by certain ages, it's, it's only going to hurt you, it's only going to make you feel worse, and it's only going to make it not very special when you get to that point, because yeah. you've planned it. You already know what's happening. So, yeah, I really, I really like that, working on yourself, and having personally been in relationships in the past where I've relied on my partner a lot, I personally am learning to have a lot more resilience on my own, mm -hmm. and independence on my own to do things before then sharing that with my partner, so yeah. that then... It's uh, a better experience and, and you, you have your own intrinsic self-achievement as well. Yeah, and not just relying on the relationship to give you that fulfillment. Absolutely. And on that idea of like pressure from the outside, if you're really strict with the people around you about what you value and the things that are happening in your life, they will follow suit. Mm. So let's say, for instance, if you're a vegan and you're obviously a vegan all the time, none of your friends are going to try and feed you me. They're not going to pressure you into eating me because they know that's who you are and you stand your truth. Yeah. So if you stand your truth about I'm happy right now doing exactly what I'm doing, no one will force you to do things that no. um, are outside of that. So being really clear. Yeah, clear. Your boundaries, who yes. you are, is so important. Mm -hmm. I love that, Charlene. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on today's Thank podcast. Thank you for having me. I've enjoyed every minute of it, oh, honestly. I'm so glad. I've really enjoyed this conversation. I'll link all of your socials where people can find you if they want to find out more. Yeah. If, if anybody is struggling in their relationship in the beginning of their marriage as well. You are a coach. That's what you specialise yes. in. Yes. <laughs> um, I know. I've, I've really enjoyed our conversation. And Thank you so much. If anybody would like to listen in to the next episode, then you're more than welcome to. I would appreciate subscribing. And like I said, check out Charlene. She really is amazing. Thank you. <laughs>